Hello, my name is Scotty, and I am excited to get to share with you again as we are continuing through the study of the essentials of our faith. This week, we're on essential number six. Uh, essential number six says, Jesus Christ will come again to the earth, personally, visibly, and bodily, to judge the living and the dead, and to consummate history in the eternal plan of God. So we're talking about the second coming of Christ. Maybe not what you expect to be one of the essentials of our faith. There's only seven of them, and this is one of them, um, which might be surprising. I think for a lot of us, we, we kind of run into two issues with this. Maybe we just don't think about it very much. Maybe we just uh, haven't spent a whole lot of thought or time or study um, kind of diving into to what this means, that, that Christ will come again. Uh, we, we think a lot about his, his first coming and his resurrection, um, but we don't think about the fact that he's going to come again. Or at the same time, if we do think about it, we often think about it uh, probably pretty inaccurately. We, we think about these wild visions. Uh, we, we know that the book of Revelation uh, has some pretty crazy visions, uh, and, and they are given to us on purpose. But, but maybe our picture that we have in our mind of the second coming is just all over the place. Uh, or maybe we, we just think about uh, what we've seen in pop culture, or we think about uh, the Left Behind series, and that has informed our view of it. Um, and, and so maybe we, we don't really have a good... Uh, accurate picture of it. Uh, and this essential definitely won't uh, answer all the questions or give us a, a full view of what it's going to look like when Christ comes again, but it reminds us that this is, is a key essential of our faith. Uh, it's worth studying and knowing about, uh, even for my dog, Raleigh. You might hear barking in the background. Um, but the, the passage that kind of helps inform us a lot is Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. Um, and, and I'll let you read those uh, and hopefully have that in front of you as you're uh, listening to this or watching this. Um, but he talks about the, the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Um, and he talks about the, the mercy uh, that is given to people who are in Christ. Uh, but then it also talks about the punishment uh, that it ends with talking about the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable. As for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Um, so heavy stuff, uh, but also exciting stuff that we see. So thinking about this passage, Revelation 21, 1 through 8, thinking about our essential of the faith, what is uh, what are the key takeaways for us to, to think about um, as we think about the coming, the second coming of Christ? Um, first, we're kind of going to break apart this sentence that we've been given. Uh, it says, Jesus Christ will come again to the earth personally, visibly, and bodily. Uh, the, what that means is that when Christ comes again, he will really uh, physically, personally, bodily come. Uh, when we look at the incarnation, uh, what we read about in the Gospels, when Christ came into this world, uh, he came as a real person. Uh, he really did enter into human history. It's a real physical event that people saw him, they knew him, they interacted with him. There's a personal element to it, a bodily element to it, a visible element to it. And so it will be with the second coming. He, he really is going to enter back into human history um, in a physical way, in a, in a bodily 
way where we uh, will see him. Uh, and, and so it's, it's important to, to remember that this is not just a, a theoretical thing. It's not an abstract idea, but in some, in some way, again, we don't know the details uh, exactly, but in some way he is going to come in a real, tangible, physical way once again. Uh, and, and when he comes, the next part of the sentence says that he'll come to judge the living and the dead. The judgment of God, uh, and especially thinking about Jesus bringing about that judgment, is again maybe not one of our favorite topics or something that we love to study. Um, but, but I think it is so valuable, and one of the reasons it's an essential of our faith um, is because it, there's some really good implications of the judgment that Jesus brings. Uh, first is that there is good news for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, uh, because Jesus does come to judge the living and the dead. But what the gospel teaches us is that though our own actions are sinful um, and wicked and unrighteous and they fall short, um, that we have been given Christ's righteousness, that what he did counts on our behalf. And so the judgment of God is not a terrifying thing for us because we know that when he looks at us, what he actually sees is the righteousness of Christ. And we are able to appear before God holy and blameless, which is the miracle of salvation. And so, so there's good news and there's, there's great mercy and it shows off the glorious goodness of God and the fact that there is mercy for sinners and there is, there is forgiveness for sinners. At the same time, the judgment that Jesus brings is good news because we long for injustice to be dealt with. We don't want things of this world to go unpunished. We don't want evil uh, to have its way and, and to have the final word. Uh, we all long for uh, there to be justice. We see that in small ways when our team uh, has a bad call made against them in a big game. We see that when we see somebody uh, blow by us on the interstate and we want them to get pulled over to get justice. In small ways we want justice, but on a broad scale, uh, there is great comfort in knowing that while we may not see perfect justice now, that one day there will be. That, that God is going to deal with the evil that we see in this world. Um, but by his grace and mercy, he, uh, he offers forgiveness for the evil that's in our own hearts. Uh, which again is an amazing miracle and really good news. But that is part of the work that Jesus is going to come to do. And then the sentence uh, concludes, it says that it's going to consummate history in the eternal plan of God. And that's what we see again in Revelation 21, where it's talking about the new heaven and the new earth. Um, it says, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. We know that the world as it is today is not as it should be. Uh, but we also know that, that from the beginning, uh, from the fall, God made a promise to make things right. To bring about healing and restoration and wholeness to this world. And he uh, will do that through the second coming of Christ. Because when Christ comes again, uh, that is the culmination of human history and, and it is the ushering in, it's the bringing in of a new heaven and a new earth where, where things are as they should be, 
where, where things are right and good and whole, uh, where the broken things are fixed, where the wounded things are healed, uh, where there is no more mourning or crying and death will be no more. Um, there's a great line from Lord of the Rings uh, where the, the question is asked, uh, will all of the sad things become untrue? And, and the second coming of Christ reminds us uh, that the answer for us is yes, that, that, that God will come again and make things right uh, and as they should be. And the sad things will become untrue. And that, that is where history is going. Uh, that is what awaits us. That is the worst case scenario for us in Christ uh, is the second coming or is the, the end of history where things are as they should be. And so for us, as we live today, we live with hope, uh, but we also live with purpose. We know that when we um, bring about healing, when we bring about restoration, when we offer forgiveness, uh, when we make broken things whole, we are actually participating in what God is doing in history. It's the end of the story that we're going towards, and we get to, to play a part in living that out now. There's a great freedom that comes in it. Uh, there's a story about Sean White, Sean White in the Olympics. He won a gold medal, but he still had one more run left to go, but he'd already secured the gold medal. Uh, and so instead of just um, cruising through the middle like he could have done, he had one of the most extraordinary runs of his life. Um, and there's a beautiful picture there of the freedom of knowing he already had the gold. And so then he gets to go out and live like it. And the same is true for us. We know what the future uh, in Christ holds, even if, though we don't have all the details and though the pictures of it might be all over the place. We know the goodness that awaits us. Um, and we know that Jesus' second coming is good news. And we know that all things will be made right. And so we get to live in light of that today uh, and move towards that. Um, and that is awesome news for all of us. Let me pray for us and wrap it up. God, thanks for this day. Thanks for the truth of your word um, and the fact that you came and that you will come again. And though we don't maybe uh, know all the details or know um, exactly how to think about it, we know that you will come in a real physical way that will bring real judgment, uh, but offer real mercy and will really make things whole. Would that be encouraging to us? Would that give us great hope and purpose as we live our lives today? Do something we pray. Amen.